Hi everyone, I'm Mark. And I'm Alex. And this is Final Stop for Final Fantasy Talks. Well, welcome everyone to our fifth podcast episode. We're into mini games part two here. So the first part we covered, uh, what was it, 10, 10, 2, 12. Of course, focused a lot on Blitzball because how could you not? Um, actually, funny and a side note here uh, for us is that Alex and I, after we did that episode, we both started playing Blitzball because, <laughs> dude, yep. it was just, after talking about it like that, I was like, man. I really want to play Blitzball now. And so I started exactly. doing um, what I'm calling the Luka Challenge, which is like as soon as you get Blitzball unlocked, obviously first time you're at Luka, just using only the players available at that moment going all the way. And so it's it's been very interesting. It's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, what do you got going with Blitzball? I mean, I was going to try and stick with the original Aurochs, but... Um... <laughs> I just rough. couldn't do it, man. It's it's just so much temptation. So I think I just ended up yeah. getting kind of doing like a hybrid team where I went and got Kyuri at center and Rop as my defender. Okay. Rop is such a good defender, man. It's it, you it know is. it's hard not to pick him up for that. So dude, and it's um, it's hilarious that you say that because there have been so many players that have become available that I'm just like, oh, like this is this is really tough to not just pause. <laughs> exactly. And go and get them, but I'm not. So, and anyway, side note, thought that was pretty hilarious. That just from us talking about it really made us want to play Blitzball. But for this episode, we are going to go ahead and we're going to backtrack a little bit. And we're going to do Final Fantasies 7, 8, and 9. Which, it's kind of interesting with it. Because while, while 10, for the most part, you know, had, I mean, Blitzball so in-depth... 789 didn't really have something that was like super crazy. We have triple triad, which we will be hitting on, but instead it's kind of it was kind of the flip side. They had a lot, like a ton, of tiny little mini games all over the place. Little just side quests and things like that. Exactly. And they're just a lot of them, most of them actually are just kind of one-offs. You can never do again because it's like part of the story or something. But just I thought it, I, I kind of like it. It's really cool. It kept things interesting. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of broke up the story. And, well, I mean, and, and kind of in that sense, not even on that topic, but kind of starting us off with Final Fantasy VII is Fort Condor, which that's actually kind of just goes against what I was just saying, because you can return and you have to return to complete it. But Fort Condor, in general, I think all of Final Fantasies was really cool it was kind of like a tower defense you know like it was it was way different something that wasn't kind of like any anywhere else in final fantasies what'd you think i loved it i absolutely loved that mini game there was definitely a lot of things with it that i didn't know for example so a couple of times ago um playing this game i did a perfect run and there is a lot like there are a lot of battles there optional battles that you can get get into and things like that yeah overall i really loved it it was a really good mini game it was just kind of going into the units and stuff now oh it's, it's been a rough couple of weeks and i haven't quite been able to get into seven and and do these so i'm kind of blanking on a lot of the actual unit names themselves but i guess I guess to just kind of give my strategy on what I liked is I kind of liked the little boulder one, right? Where it kind of <laughs> it sent down little boulders or the catapults. Oh, yeah, yeah. I kind of like setting up a couple of those and, and having a couple of the range guys and a couple, you know, I kind of like, I balanced it out a little bit. And uh, that that's generally how I kind of went through it. You know, obviously you got your attackers, you got your defenders, you got kind of the range, like I said, and the catapult and stuff. So you didn't have your different types. And I know they had different costs and all that. I don't ever remember there being an issue like, oh, I'm flat out broke. You know, I yeah. can't buy any. I don't remember that. I never had a problem with that either. Yeah, I don't, th I don't think their costs ever being an issue. But I kind of like it. It was, it was quite a bit of variety with that. 
And then not only that, I and I totally forgot about it, but there's a lot of rewards, aren't there? Oh yeah. I mean, so a lot of these you can actually get some pretty good stuff. I think the first time that you do the battle there, it's optional, but you can get a magic comb for red. It's actually pretty good at that point in the game. It's got double materia growth, and then I think the one after that is a peace ring, which is also a pretty good accessory at that point. I think it's um don't quote me on this, but something like darkness and bl or darkness and silence, I think. Okay. But a lot of them you just get like high potions, X potions. Later on in the game you get elixirs. But yeah, the units I used to play really defensively. Like I would put, you know, the uh, the tri stoners out there, do a lot of the catapults, all that kind of <laughs> That's stuff. Right. The tri stones, yep. Yeah. It just worked really good, man. All that aside, like it, it was it was really fun setting it up. I think that was the most fun, you know, part of it was kind of setting up the units and just kind of waiting and seeing what happened, you know. And unfortunately, it was just always really easy. I don't I don't know. May, maybe I was overkilling it with units, you know, maybe I just always had way more than needed and all that stuff, but it was kind of now, granted, as a kid and young, I, I don't remember. I really don't. But as an adult and going back to it and setting up, it's like, come on, man. Like, can you can you guys throw something at me here? Like, I only have four guys there, and they're just, like, blowing through. You know, and it's just like, oh, they're yeah. dead. Okay. It's just, yeah. It is, it is very easy because later on I learned the strategy of, you know, just putting one attacker at the very bottom like the max um, yeah and then you just have him go and he pushes the line further and further down you just keep putting attackers blitz them out and it'll be over with like seven units or something like that <laughs> just use attackers yeah. defenders and shooters and you know every time they spawn at the bottom of the map you can pretty much put your units right there so yeah that's true there was some interesting stuff where i don't know i mean Kind of going back to what you were saying, it's such an easy minigame that I don't think a lot of people actually lost and had one of the enemy units get to the shack at the top. That's true. So if you do, you have to fight a commander or grand porn, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Basically the way it goes is if you lose that fight, it's a game over, just like you would if you, you know, all your units died in any normal battle. Right. And I guess technically Shinra take control of Fort Condor. The weird thing about this one, if you're doing a perfect run, is the item called Vagarus Claw, which basically inflicts Petrify on any enemy unit. It's super rare in this game. I don't know why they made it so rare, but it's it's either fight Commander Grandhorn, one of the first, I think, first of seven battles at Fort Condor, or it's got like a 30% drop rate from an enemy. Gotcha. So, and that, that drop rate decreases every level higher you get to the to where it's basically you can't ever get it. So, just kind of a fun fact. I don't know why they made that item so hard to get. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and what, like, as you go on, if you keep, like, because obviously with Fort Condor, you know, you return after a while and you do another battle, you return after a while. And so... Is it kind of just, is it advantageous to just let them come every single time? You know, you know what I mean? Like, not even to place any guys and just fight the dude? Not really, because once you get once you get past the seven battles, or it, it's somewhere around there, there's there's thresholds to where then the Commander Grand Horn will turn it. He'll be a level 25, and he doesn't drop anything. So... Okay. It's not really in your best interest to be fighting him because it's not, you know, you're not going to get anything out of it and you got to sit there and wait for the enemy unit all the way to the top of the, uh, yeah. the map in that mini yeah. game too. So the very last battle, the one for the um, huge materia, if you just let all the enemies go up there, get to the shack, you can get a Imperial Guard, which oh. is pretty interesting because I never knew about this. No, I think I looked it up on a FAQ or something like that. Yeah, that's it's quite interesting about that, you know what I mean? It's like just, you know, you 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 have to let them up in order to get some of the, you know, the items or easier, you know, easier obtain them. Oh, Fort Condor. It's it, like again, going back, it was really cool. 
quite different. I love the variety of uh, units and just the whole kind of tower defense aspect of it. But again, just kind of way too easy, unfortunately. Anyways, going on, or moving on rather, we got Bone Village. So Final Fantasy VII, of course, same thing. Bone Village. What is it? Right outside the uh, the Force of the Ancients or whatever. Ooh, scratching my yeah, memory yeah. here. And and you got the digging, so you can go and you dig uh-huh. and you get the little spots and they face or you face or I don't <laughs> even remember. Yeah, it's such a weird mini game. I love the um, like when you when you're talking to the guy, he's like, "What do you want us to dig for?" And your options are good treasure, normal treasure, or lunar heart. <laughs> it's just yeah, those are your three options, right? It's so yeah. weird. It's like oh no, I I just want like you know normal treasure just. I don't want good treasure. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm a man who lives within my means. And so I would just want normal. <laughs> normal treasure. We just want affordable, normal treasure. Like nothing nothing special. Exactly. Um, fun facts are, interestingly, a lot of the... Some of the best stuff in the game is only if you select normal treasure. Like Key to Sector 5. Which... Yeah always a pain to get that's funny they're trying to they're trying to make you be you know not not exactly (laughs) they don't want you to be greedy greedy. and and so i'll be honest i don't really remember too much about the bone village digging i remember it was a thing you you know you got there in the story and and you i think you had to dig right you had to get the lunar harp to awaken the sleeping force or something like that right yeah and and then you moved on and all that but but you could have stayed or returned and and dug some more and i just don't remember really ever doing it and so honestly i don't remember some of the stuff i know we have kind of we have a list here you know we got obviously got phoenix and uh, bahamut zero but but both of those are if you missed it and uh, and same with w item which i don't think i did you know and so yeah that kind of I, knocks out some of the good treasure yeah i've actually never gotten those that way uh bahamut zero i could see having to do because that was that um you would only get that if you got the huge materia on the rocket and you have to do that like um a code mini game oh kind of that's so, right yeah i could see you missing that and the game totally trolls you with that it's like a four percent chance of getting that so that would really <laughs> suck yeah uh, phoenix on the other hand is a hundred percent because again you would get that if you were just basically didn't get a game over at the fort condor right material fight so that's pretty much a given like and w item again that's a hundred percent um if you missed it in midgar yeah. Other than that, I'm kind of with you. Like the the mini game itself. Before I knew all of that kind of stuff, I never really played it because never really got anything that good. You know, if you if you didn't know what was actually there and you hadn't seen a list or something. Yeah, yeah. Game, you don't really get anything that good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you do it a couple times. And you're like, what's the point? You know, I'm not really getting anything here. And it, it was a weird one too. Like you know, you set off the blast charge. And then all of the people that you placed on there, they all stare Return. at the treasure or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> triangulate. It was yeah. weird, man. Uh, such, such strange. And and if you've ever delved into this, everyone knows the Chocobo breeding. I I would I would consider it a mini game as well. Remember last week we kind of defined uh, mini game because you know there's a lot of things that could possibly be it, but just kind of. It's just an you know additional elements to the game that are different in mechanics in general, and uh, yeah, chocobo breeding for seven would kind of be that, and especially if you just get on that glitch, where you have to do it over and over and over. And oh my god, it's almost like I'm just so damn tired of getting this result that is not working. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's just it'll make you pull your hair out. You're talking about when you're trying to breed the. Um special chocobos like yeah yeah green the blue the black yeah exactly that's i I always i just resorted to doing the same thing too instead of having to you know because for that you either race them until uh you race your chocobos is that they get they get like a different class or something yeah Yeah, and then that like improves your chance but 
it's just so much easier if you uh, manipulate the RNG in the game by just you know doing a hard reset. I think if you feed them just a really specific amount of greens, you can basically force it to happen. Because every green you feed them is is like a point to the RNG. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I feel you. Like back in the day, this mini game used to drive me crazy just because it's so time consuming. I mean, it's like you said, you know, racing and all that stuff. It. <sighs> It's just a pain. It really is. And, I mean, obviously, it's you You want to do it because of what you can get. But it, it can be quite frustrating going through all the different channels and all the different things. And, you know, it's just like in the end, it's 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 like you do it the one time and you're like, I'm good. I've, I've done it once. <laughs> you know, and it, it, it yeah. I have to do it like 50 times. Yeah, exactly. It's so, uh, and then, next next up is one of your favorite ones. Yep, the Tifa Scarlet slapping game. Oh, yeah. Um, on the Junon Cannon. It's just such a weird one that I uh, I remembered from that game. It's, it's it's only one time in the game you, you know, have to go through it with the story. It's weird. What do you think of it? <laughs> to be honest, I don't really remember it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I really don't. Well, it was barely anything. I mean, it was like one little time... I guess your chance to take out your frustration on Scarlet. Yep, good old Scarlet. And uh, see, and, well, and and moving on. See, this is the funny thing is, like we said, it's just a ton of little things here and there that really are mini games. Um, if you think back to Market, yeah, doing doing the squat for the wig, right? Come on, bro. Uh -huh. And like, it's just that is definitely a mini game, and it's so interesting that. You just what what is it? You you just kind of go in order and sequence on the <laughs> controller, you know. Yeah, it's, it's square like, X square circle or whatever controller. Yeah, you got to time it so that you're not hitting him too fast. And <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I just I just love that you do that in the game. Exactly the little sound effects. <laughs> it's like it's just air air blowing, you know, over and over again. Oh my uh, gosh! Know, it's, it's great when you like mess it up. You go too fast on the sequence or something, and he just glitches out, stands up, and like scratches the back of his head like he's confused. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I botched that squat. Uh. Yeah. I, I forgot how to do a squat all of a sudden. Oh man! All right, let me start over. Yeah, then it's funny because you know we have down the 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 different things you get in what you got the regular wig, but then you get the blong wig, and that has to do with like your attractiveness, right? Yeah, it, it's basically like a point system for the affection that's so, right that's right um you know you you basically for that mini game well that sequence in the story you have to have the dress and you have to have the wig either the wig or the blonde wig and then right. there's a whole bunch of other side questy type things you can do to get key items that increase uh yeah the affection value pretty of course. much and every or you know the more points you have increases the chance of him getting picked by don corneo but oh man a, a weird sequence in the game for sure it is the squat game and then of course you have the just the mac daddy of mini games well i was gonna say for final fantasy 7 but honestly for final fantasy in general if you want to talk about mini yeah. games head to the gold saucer right like that is literally it has an arcade it's got all kinds of stuff and so i will i will just start off by saying as far as gold saucer goes i I never really spent too much time in it. Um, I've played all of them multiple times. I've done all that, but it was... I don't even remember really the, like, the rewards and stuff and if you would even need to sit there forever. But I, I would say the the two that I guess I would gravitate to would be the basketball one because it would just... it would kind of I would just kind of get into that, you know, that rhythm of, you know, holding it down. You know, and doing that. And then, of course, the boxing... <laughs> Which I'd always make it to like the Chinese dude and just oh, get my man. butt kicked, you know. And so I hated it was. The box. <laughs> it was like. I hated that movie. Yeah, it was like those two, and then that was kind of it. But of course, we have a lot of the other ones. Uh, you got the yeah. Mog House, which you know kind of <laughs> was weird. Uh, the motorcycle chase, really which weird. you've already. Yeah, it was so weird. You got the motorcycle yeah. chase, which you've already done at that point. Of course, we talked about boxing. You got the roller coaster, which that was kind of cool. It was just, it seemed weird with the shooting. It didn't always seem to register. Well, um, uh, did you ever do the Mog House thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember how I was like, I was like 
throw a Koopa nut and then he does a little <laughs> like eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the stomach. Yeah. That's so weird, but I I would always do that just because man, the gold saucer is all about the battle arena to me, and the big challenge is to get all that GP. You know? Yeah. Because you want to yeah. get you want to get champions belt. When you got preemptive materia, Omni Slash, later you have to do it a lot for W Summon and uh, That's Final true. Attack and all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, Mog House is a quick and easy 30. I used to play the basketball game, but I just suck at it. <laughs> so, you got to get into the rhythm. Yeah, you really do. Yeah, to be honest, the one that I would do the most was Chocobo Racing. If you got lucky, you know, if you Weeper! got lucky enough. <laughs> if you got lucky and you won, you know, a turbo <laughs> <Wahoo>! or something. <laughs> yeah. And that was like 300 GP. And then for Battle Arena, you're just set. Um, yeah. I agree with you. Roller Coaster absolutely sucked. There's some, there's some really interesting, like, missable items that you can get there one is a spear for sid and i think it's called like i want to say mop or something but right, the other right. one's really funny it's a uh, it's a weapon for eris called um aerosol and if you don't get that yeah <laughs> and if you don't get that before temple of the ancients you miss it you it's can't a, you can't get it huh all right it changes over to the spear and then but i've never been able to get those dude i've never been able to to get that many points like that's I mean, the only thing I remember about the roller coaster is shooting the hell out of some things and just they never pop. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, what more do you want? It's like, power, I'm like, I unloaded on it. <laughs> yeah, freaking unloaded on it. What more? Like, how more accurate in 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 just laser beam focus do you want me to be? You know? And so yeah, it's you gotta be really accurate and you gotta you gotta like tap. You gotta flutter so it. You, you yeah. can't hold it for very long at all. Otherwise, it just when it gets that like low low beam thing, it just doesn't kill anything. Yeah, it does nothing. Gold saucer, quite quite interesting. Final Fantasy VII in general. I mean, it, like like we said, seven, eight, nine. Now now eight and nine, I'd I'd wager kind of do have a main mini game. Seven, I I don't think it really does. I mean, I guess the biggest thing you probably could say was maybe chocobos. Just between yeah. breeding and racing, but other than that, yeah. like it really doesn't kind of have a ongoing whole game mini game that you can just do at any point in time, you know, and stuff. And yeah, so, I'd, I'd have to say the chocobo. I yeah, mean, probably probably about as close. Breeding, but but it has a lot of them. The game, you know, goes on from there, and then it turns into like pretty much the biggest mini game in Final Fantasy Seven. Absolutely. So that was seven. Before we pop into eight here, we're going to get some C trivia going. Uh, Alex is rank three, is what he is. So, oh, <laughs> woo, climbing, climbing on climbing up there. Ranks. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll throw some easy ones at you still here. But, uh, yeah, let's get okay. to some C trivia. Let's do it. So we got some questions here. For the next seed rank. So like like we just said, you know, Alex is seed rank three. Let's see if we can get to four. We got, uh, what do I got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions. Let's say four. He needs he needs at least four in order to pass. Kind of some background too. You know, I'm not selecting super intense questions for all of them. Some of them may be very obscure. Some of them may be just joke gimme ones, you know. So keep, keep that in mind. All right, question one. We got Final Fantasy 10-2. Yes or no? There are three different endings. No. Alright, Final Fantasy 7. This is kind of a gimme because I just actually heard you. Mog House rewards 40 GP. Oh. Final Fantasy 12. Vaughn's level 2 quickening is White Whirl. Yeah. Final Fantasy 8. There are six Chocobo Force. Wait, what? Repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> In Final Fantasy VIII, there are six Chocobo Force. Yes. Final Fantasy X. Now, in ways of, like, kind of customizing your gear and whatnot, right? Alchemy. So, like, you know, the, 
the ability alchemy that you put on your your weapons or armor whatever it is requires healing waters times five yes final fantasy nine the hilda guard mark three that that's the airship right it is mark three or is it mark two i don't know anyways it can land two. anywhere oh final and fi last one final fantasy 13 the first hunt right or you know the mission i guess whatever you call it, but the first hunt is goodwill hunting no. All right, let's recap here. <laughs> so too confident about that one. <laughs> you didn't see uh, it. We'll see. All right, the first one, Final Fantasy X-2. There are three different endings. That's actually correct. There are three different endings. Yep. There's oh, like what? Ending? It's like the the <laughs> standard, the good, and then the perfect one, right? Oh uh, man, I thought there was like a bad ending or something. <laughs> well, there's three of them. All right, All and right, then. Well. You got Final Fantasy VII Mog House. It's not 40 GP. It is 30. And I heard you say that. And I was like, damn, there went the first question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And, it just uh, ingrained in my mind. <laughs> the 30. Yeah, go get your free 30. Final Fantasy XII Vaughn's uh, level 2 quickening is White World. Good job. Yeah. Final Fantasy VIII. There are six Chocobo Force. That's how many there are. All right, cool. Final Fantasy X. Alchemy requires healing water times five. It's actually times four. You only need four of them. Serious? Yep. <laughs> Come on, man. How did you not know oh, that? Man. Goodness gracious. I know, right? I need to memorize that. <laughs> Final Fantasy IX, the Hildegard Mark III cannot land anywhere. Nope, it can actually only land in green grass patches, which Always. I completely yeah. forgot about on my playthrough, and I'm like, why can't you? It's an airship. Why can't you oh, no. land on the freaking dirt? What the hell? It doesn't make any sense. No, no, you can't. You can't land on this like sand or anything. Yeah, like you that. can't. You can't do that. Snow. It's it's way different landing between those elements and in just regular grass, right? We just need grass, okay? If it's not grass, we can't <laughs> yeah. land. All right. Oh, uh, and the last one, Final Fantasy Thirteen. The first hunt is. Actually, not Goodwill Hunting. That's the second one. The first one is Pond Scum. Yeah, I thought so because it was the. I knew it was like the Flan type of dude. Yeah, yeah. I think Goodwill Hunting is like some of the uh, the wolf type. Yep. Like four or five or something. So. But some good news. While you did miss three, you got four correct. So man, you are rank Boys. four, seed rank four. <laughs> All right. That's sick, man. Heck yeah, climbing, ranks. climbing up, and so we'll we'll keep seed going as uh, as as much as we can. But let's pop back to our mini games and Final Fantasy VIII. So with Final Fantasy VIII, there are there's there actually aren't that many mini games. There really aren't. I was trying to think about as much as I possibly can. Obviously, we got the big one, which. Let's just not talk about at the moment. But other than that, there really wasn't that many. Obviously, the big one is Triple Triad. And quite honestly, I love Triple Triad. That, that game was amazing. It was fantastic. So involved. So many things. And I never owned the strategy guide growing up. And so a lot of the different, a lot of the different kind of stipulations with a lot of these cards, I never knew about until years yeah. later and even then i st i mean i still don't know a lot of yeah. it and i have the guide now yeah. and so it's just crazy but what what are your thoughts on triple triad i really loved it aside from some of the cards some of the rare cards are just an absolute nightmare to get because of the rules of the game but i liked it a lot more than final fantasy 9's tetra master which we'll get into later which we'll get to yep yep yeah just because it wasn't quite as random, you know? What, like, it was pretty simple, aside from the rules, you know? If, if you yeah. just had open, one trade rule or something like that, then it's just pretty much whichever card has the higher number on that side, you know, wins. Yeah. But later on, of course, I'm just thinking of nightmare cards to get, like, uh, Alexander and Laguna on the lunar base. There's ways to manipulate the card rules, but you can't do it there because for reasons that we'll probably get into it a later episode but, absolutely uh, yeah overall i would have to agree with you i think i think it was a great game yeah and and kind of hitting out what alex just said there 
we we will most likely have a podcast episode that is just triple triad. So while we'll talk about you know quite a bit of it right now, we are not gonna dig super into it because oh my gosh, is there so much? (laughs) We probably even have to we probably even have to get that into two or three episodes. You know, triple triad. But just kind of going into it, like you said, man, I kind of agree. Just just the standard just the baseline game man you know what i mean like just open <laughs> just go have some fun yeah. you know you got your cards yeah. i always um i would always play the ticket guy the ticket booth guy you know at Ballum garden yeah. i would always play him he would always have really good cards i'd always play him some of the That's other ones one, yeah. some easy first cards usually i wouldn't even bother with the card game until uh after the fire cavern when you get when you get Ifrit, you know, once you get his, I mean, come on, why not? You know, it's it's, it's a gimme. So oh my gosh, it's it's a for sure like for sure flipper defense. You know, no, nothing can touch that at that point. But but even kind of shortly after that, you get Mog, you can get Quistus and Cipher yeah. and Zell, uh, all those ones, and and so kind of within like a couple hours of playing the game. You got a really solid lineup, you know, that you're pretty much you're yeah. guaranteed to win most games. Exactly. And just like what you were saying, yeah, that, that ticket booth guy, he's um, he's a really good one to play once you kind of build your deck up a little bit. Because he plays a whole bunch of, uh, they're like level six monster cards or yeah. something like that. And another really interesting thing about this game is card mod which is i'm not really sure how to say his name but the tf quizzical or whatever I yeah we what quizzical or what, whatever yeah i don't know quizzical whatever he he can get that ability and basically it makes it so that you can take any any one of your cards or in some cases three or five of those cards can mod into an item and the other broken thing about this mini game is that these cards these rare cards you can get like ifrit quistus uh, cypher and zell you can just break the game right <laughs> off the bat i mean because you, you all of these cards if you know who has them are accessible pretty much right at the beginning of the game yep and you can already have you know i think quistus's items you can you can use uh, the time magic modification to turn them into 180 triples. So at that point, you've got whatever you like insane strength, ins- insane magic. On yeah. Two characters. Yeah, which and and we will we will get to Final Fantasy VIII absolutely, and we will absolutely have to talk about card mod, just because I mean that alone right there uh-huh. is. A game-breaking Huge. thing if you so choose to go that route. Final Fantasy VIII, I think, is the game easiest game to make as easy as you want it. You know oh, what I mean? And, and, so, and, and solely yeah. because of card mod. But all that aside, just talking about the cards themselves. I mean, the, it's it's pretty cool. I really love it. And even I'll be honest, even some of the harder rules as you get into. So obviously, you got open and all that stuff, and you got same, and you got plus, and yeah. all those. Some of those can be really fun because sometimes it really kind of makes you focus. You know what I mean? Um, Just for instance, like one of one of the tactics that I love doing because the AI is actually pretty damn good (laughs) at this game. You know what I mean? Especially with the other rules, is that when they when you have same or you have plus, I I love to just place a card right in the middle because. It, it throws them off. It really does. Like, they'll, you know, you'll place your, if you place your first card in the corner, they'll place it in the corner. You put one in the middle, boom, the game's like, oh, okay, I don't really want to do anything with that. You know, because obviously if you flip it back, blah, 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 you know, but it just, it really can get very tactical. Obviously, if you can't see what they have, it sucks. And it's funny, man, because I remember talking with you when I was playing eight, you know, months ago here. And how it's like it is you are almost at a disadvantage if you play all these really amazing cards because there's no variability with them. It's like you kind of you need these different values from these lower, less strong cards to kind of to to get the same, to get the pluses. And because if you have a bunch of nines and eight A's out there, especially with same, like you just get screwed. Yeah, I mean you definitely can with plus. Same is something I can live with because when you have a whole bunch of those high-level cards, nine times out of ten they can't same you. 
because they, they you know, they well, they very, yeah, they don't have, have a card that has a nine or an eight. You yeah, know, that's true, or something like that. But plus, us in random and yeah, obviously random. not having open is really hard, man, because you can't. Plus, it's it's really hard to foresee what's gonna happen until the cards actually play out, and then you'll find yourself in a situation where if I put the card here, they're gonna get a plus. You know? Yeah, it's, that's true. It's tough. So that's when, like, talking about lunar base and things like that, man, seriously tough to try and get those cards. I've had save real, it after every troubles. match. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, but you know, probably resetting maybe ten, fifteen times trying to get those. Yeah, yeah, pain, pain in the butt for sure. And and like we said, we will definitely dive into triple triad because we didn't even really get into the queen of cards and all that stuff yeah, and losing them. And quest. oh, it is. There's so much there, and so we brushed up on it because obviously four eight that is like the mini game. I mean, you get it in the very beginning runs throughout the whole entire game and so definitely triple triad you got to talk about for sure the other one is the chocobo mini game in which you know we we alluded to with c trivia and there's six chocobo force i honestly don't remember ever doing it i really don't like I, i i don't know if it was either i never made a solid stab at it maybe i wasn't interested in it or i just literally never tried it but i don't know anything about it to be honest you should definitely give it a try man it's a weird mini game you get a i think the ultimate prize pretty much is a chickabo card you need for the queen of cards side quest that we'll talk about later and any of the chocobo forests that you win the game at you get basically access to a chocobo so you know if you don't have your airship or elm garden or whatever you can just go in there you can get a chocobo but just briefly it's this weird thing where you have to use uh the cho- the kid i think it's i was gonna say his name's choco billy but i think he's just choco kid or something <laughs> <laughs> choco billy i think it is yeah. choco billy to be honest uh, yeah, it's something. Anyways, but so you get a Choco Soner and a Choco Ziner. I have no idea what that means, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those weird things where it's like the Choco Soner is kind of like doing like a metal detector, and you have to find an exact spot on the map. You use the Ziner. It's weird, man. That's why I'm saying you should play it just to see what it's like, because it is seriously weird. Really just tough to one. See. I, I usually have to look up the exact location, because if you miss it, Sometimes it can be really sensitive. Chickabo comes down, steals your your whistle. You have to buy another oh, one what for the like hell? three thousand gil. Yeah, I'm serious. It's it's super weird. It like comes down, lands on your head, steals your whistle. Goodness gracious. Well, oh, man. yeah, I think I will have to have to try it out. <laughs> but that that is the second mini game we got for eight. And then, really honestly, we just kind of have some quick quick ones i was thinking about it i it's funny i wrote it down because i had no i had no other way to describe it but i just, i wrote down to punch fest with squall versus the galabanian soldier you know when the two gardens are fighting each other and he hops on like the little uh what is it the kind of the exoskeleton suit thing that has the jetpack i don't know what and yeah and you sit there and you have to you have to what it's either like you can knee you can punch or block is that your three options (laughs) and i knew exactly what you were talking about because i hate this mini game but but punch fest it's so it's funny because uh you know when when alex and i toss these things together we kind of you know we write down our ideas and all this stuff and you know, it's in a Google Doc, and we look at it, all that. It's funny because I like I just said basically all I do is I kind of just mash the buttons. I'll just sit there and I just, dude, I never block. I don't think I've ever blocked on that. I just try to punch and kick my way to victory. <laughs> and so it was like, and Alex was like, I second that method. <laughs> yeah, know, it really works. It um, does. I think you, if you just alternate between the two, you can get you can get in this like pattern where he keeps getting hit just before his punch is about to connect. Heck yeah! Another really weird mini game there is the Laguna versus the Ruby Dragon part. Yep. That sequence in the game. Dude, it's too hysterical. much. I mean, it was a funny yeah, it's a funny scenario, but just yeah, just a really weird uh, mini game that they threw in there. Yeah, and for that one, I think it's even simpler, right? Isn't it just like attack and then dodge? Yeah. And so... Defend or something like that. Yeah, it's... 
and I don't I don't think you can be as aggressive as with the soldier. I think you do have to kind of defend yourself every so yeah. often. But I mean that's kind of all we got for eight, you know? I'm sure that's there's kind of a few of. other ones, but like just there's little like there's little mini uh, side quests and things like that. Like you've got the uh poo poo little alien side yeah, quest thing. Yeah. That's um, true. You've got the Oba Lake side quest. These are didn't really put them down as mini games because yeah. you know, like what we were saying about about mini games is not really that unique. It's the same kind of thing. It like is. The mechanics are all just in-game kind of mechanics and things like that. So yeah, and so we got the the soldier and the ruby dragon. I mean, that's that's kind of what it is. And obviously, triple triad. But overall, that's that's kind of what we got for eight. And so we'll keep this party train going. We got nine coming up, but let's let's do a bold move first here. So let's hop to it. Get some bold move action. So what I got for bold move this week, and of course backstory for it, as always, is Alex and I, we choose one thing from one character over any of the Final Fantasies that we just think was a bold move for either saying and or doing. So mine this week is I got Titus. God, so many bold moves out of that guy, isn't there? Yeah, what, what is it this time? <laughs> my my bold move for Titus is, whoa, he's got to tell Waka. I thought I told you not to tell Waka. <laughs> like, Titus, bold move, man. She literally just said, don't tell Waka about Yuna's heritage. Whoa. I gotta tell Waka. <laughs> that was such a weird sequence. Oh, it I was. was the same thing. I'm glad that you uh, you chose that one because I was just thought that was so weird. It's like, why did he say it like that? I think I, I think it's like some lost in tra translation thing, you so know, too, going yeah, on so with the voice funny. acting in the right. yeah. But still, it's yeah, it's hilarious because don't tell Waka about he doesn't like you know blah blah blah. And, right. I mean, well, what did he even mean by that? I gotta tell Waka about the game? Yeah, no, I don't like, know. Or was it literally, was it literally what she told him not to I tell him about? Who knows, man. But either way, it was a bold move. <laughs> right. For mine, it's gonna have to be when in Final Fantasy Thirteen when Lightning tells Hope, Kid, get about Operation Nora. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Just, she just crushes him right there. What do I believe in if it's not, you know, revenge on Snow for killing my mom? Bold, bold move, because while I'm sure it wasn't pleasant saying that, he needed to hear it. He has just got to face reality. He has to. Alright, so those are our bold moves for this week, and let's finish off with some Final Fantasy IX. Kind of, kind of the same thing, I guess, with 8, where it has some smaller ones, but also has some larger ones as well. It has a little bit more than 8 did, in my opinion. The first one, of course, you know, you, you encounter almost first thing with 9, and that is Jump Rope. Woo! Oh, yeah, the Jump Rope game. <laughs> I think we've talked about on one of the episodes prior to this. It is everything that I hate in a game. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's Jump Rope. brutal. There's a, it's basically like you have to be a human metronome. Dude, it's it's really that, bad. Because uh, you, you've got to be perfectly perfectly on it. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. Now, can you ever go back and do Jump Rope again? Yes. And okay. that's the nice thing, is that it actually isn't visible. I believe you can play it in Disc 4. Okay, so that, that's what I was thinking, because I was... Yeah. You know, nine is uh, actually we we are getting in, we're gonna be getting into nine in our upcoming episodes here. We're gonna switch gears from the mini game series and we're gonna we're gonna do some Final Fantasy nine, which I'm really looking forward to because I just recently made a pretty pretty darn good stab at, at the the story in in the playthrough. But but anyways, I was gonna say because you know I did in the beginning, but I don't remember ever seeing it again. Granted, I have not gone back. Regardless, I don't care. I'm not going to do it because I can never make it past. I think my best recently here is like eight, <laughs> you know, which, which I didn't get anything for. No, man, you got to get at least 20. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So 20 for the first one. Um, 50 is a cactar 
art. That's what I usually try to go for because at that point in the game, 50, it's pretty tough to get. Um, you definitely have to kind of like get the swing of things, but Actar card at that point is really good. And then if you go really far, I think it's like 100. Maybe it's 100 is Genji card. You get a Tiger Racket card at some point, maybe like 300 or something, which I can't even imagine. Dude, I... I can't imagine. Like, it gets so fast. From 50 to 100. And then, of course, and everybody who's tried to get the Platinum on Final Fantasy IX, the Platinum Trophy, on uh, PlayStation or Steam or whatever, you all know the key item, King of Jump Rope, and the uh, old trophy, I believe, for that. <laughs> Absolutely insane. You've got to get a 1,000. Yeah, I, I can't, straight. yeah. I can't even imagine. And, and you know what I can't even imagine? I can't imagine the people who have gone to 878 and, <laughs> right? and missed it. Like, just... Yeah. I mean, I've played a lot of video games. And I've played a lot of video games where, you you know, your progress is not saved. I'm thinking back to my old Sega Genesis days, too, and all that stuff. And you put so much time into it, and you get to it, and then something happens, and you either game over, or you lose. And it's literally, you stop, and you pause, and you just, like, it's just coming over you, like, yeah, yeah, that just happened. And it's it, it, it kind of just makes you say, you know what? Screw this. <laughs> you know, like, oh my god. Can you imagine? Or even... 991 you get there and then you you just it you know you you're human and you mess up and it's just like oh my gosh like yeah, literally there's, nine away there's techniques i've read about ways that you can like think if you do it just by sound and you don't have like the screen to distract you or anything there's, yeah. there's ways like that it is pretty crazy from what i've heard though because it actually you know it changes up the whole time I think at 300 changes to kind of like a like a double tap like a yeah just i mean you know and then it'll do a quick switch back to the like yeah and that's gonna be tough to change you know in motion as you go exactly so yeah i mean human and that's the thing it's really really difficult for us to be um that focused that long of a time. that long like the, yeah just, yeah so you, you basically gotta minimize all distractions and things like that and goodness like gracious. i said i don't i don't think i've ever even gotten 200 in this i've probably maybe gotten 100 at some point but 10 man 10 is my goal <laughs> 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 all right so and the next one up what do we got got uh the hip Oh, Hippal Racing. And you know, we got that written down, and I do not remember anything about I'm not this. I'm surprised. Yeah, this again, this is, so this one actually is missable. That's the crazy thing with this. You have one chance and only one chance to race Hippopal. Where, where is that? To Alexandria, right after it gets destroyed by Bahamut. Okay. Whole sequence. I think that's, uh, that disc... It's really? gotta be towards the end. Of, well, now see, granted, yeah. I'm I'm just you know I got the remaster, so there are no discs. But I mean, that's that's yeah. gotta be towards yeah. the end of three, I would say. It's it's getting towards the end. This one also sucks. It's uh, it's one of those ones where as Vivi, you have to quickly tap alternating buttons like square and X, X and circle. An absolute nightmare, man. I have actually done this. If you get him up to level eighty, you get the key item, athlete queen. And you get a trophy. So it's pretty much the only real reason why you would want to do this is for maybe some really good cards, but I don't think it's worth it. Um, you can get Ribbon, you can get Nova Dragon, which is, that, that's a pretty good card. But it's just such an annoying minigame, takes a lot of time, <laughs> and uh, the only real reason why you'd want to do it is for that key item to get the trophy. Gotcha. I'm going to have to not to get into I, I don't really do Gotta not try. know anything or remember anything about that so yeah i'll have to give that a try for sure it's kind of funny because it's got a little bit of a backstory where his mom is trying to get hip hall back into shape he's getting too fat or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and so you know it's like hip hall level one and then every single time you beat him he starts getting more and more confident he's like uh, you know, I feel I feel like I'm getting in better shape now and stuff. It's it's pretty funny. Getting him into shape. All right. 
Well, the next one we got on the list is uh, the sword fight with Blink, which that one's very early on as well when they're doing the whole play. And I I really like that one. I, I love it. I'm really good at kind of a fast sequence of randomized buttons. And just knowing the controller, you know, like I do, and obviously I've been my remasteries on Xbox, and so... You know, just going through and hitting them as they come. You know, up, down, left, right. You know, A, X, whatever. You know, Y, B, and just, just hitting it. You know, as it comes. Down, all right, all right. Psh, yeah, you know, and it's just, it's. I just kind of get in the trance and the flow with it, and I don't know. Yeah. I'm really, really good at getting them every single time. And so the, as we uh, got down, the rewards yeah. are really awesome for that early on. I was gonna say the left and right usually kind of get me. It's that sort of like frame shift. It it Almost does like slow the down the tempo. Kinda, it does. Yeah, it, it kind of um, messes me up or something like that. But yeah, it's pretty good. If if you can get a hundred out of a hundred of the audience impressed and Queen Braun impressed, ten thousand gil, and then she gives you a moonstone, which could be critical if you're doing a uh, a challenge run. For level one challenge run, this is really important to get that moonstone because you really needed shell. Yeah. For the uh, Black Waltz two battle, um, like without shell, that battle was really really tough. So it's kind of kind of interesting that like on a normal playthrough, it's like you know, it's got Beastmaster and shell. It's a pretty it's a pretty boring item to be honest. But yeah, like a challenge run shell is super important well no it's actually kind of interesting in general just because i mean even if you're not doing challenge run you know shell is quite handy for all those waltzes and of course you know the gills gills gill you know i mean yeah you can buy some more items and stuff but no it, it was pretty pretty cool just to get that you know for just having a having a nice little time with blank uh the next one we got is frog catching which <laughs> is it's quite interesting, you know. It's it's very easy. I think it's also very easy to pass up as well. And if you're not really into exploring, you, know, you can go. You know, you can go and get Kuna and stuff, but you don't have to go back into it or explore the swamp or anything like that. And so, I almost forgot about frog catching on this playthrough because. I almost just went on my merry little way, you know, and kind of just ran on by and then went back. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, I totally forgot about the frog catching. And kind of as we have down, like, there are some really good benefits early on. Yeah, I mean, to me, there is, like, if you get nine, which you can get pretty early in the game. I mean, pretty much by the time you yeah. get to Burmesia, that you first could probably get nine. Yeah. The silk robe, and the reason why that's such a good item at that point in the game is it teaches you ability up. Oh, yes. It's awesome. I think the other way you can get a silk robe is, is through the chocobo treasure. I think... Yeah, the frog can catching... You, can you synthesize it at that point? No. See, that's the thing. The, the best you can get at that point is cotton robe. Ah, uh, okay. That's, that's right. That's pretty good. But silk robe is seriously good because you can teach VV ability up where normally, like, if you're not doing the Chocobo side quest or anything like that, you don't get a Silk Robe until uh, Reno or something like that. You know, you have to wait quite a while. But yeah, and then the other thing, obviously, about the frog catching is if you get Kina's blue magic skill frog drop, the more frogs that you have, the more powerful it gets. But yes, it's not really a practical move. It's, you know, you have to get so many of those frogs. I mean, I think in my game, my playthrough that I'm doing, I think I got up to like maybe 20 or something. And frog drops doing like 250 I th- I think, damage. Yeah, so. I was going to say, I th- I'm pretty sure what it is is the number of frogs you've caught times 10 is what it is. And yeah, so, it gets um, exponentially higher. So Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because, you know, like I said, I've been doing my playthrough and all that stuff. And I was like, oh gosh, I really need to power level and all that stuff. And so I was just kind of looking on some things. And they say like the best, you know, the quote unquote best. In which, of course... Again, we're getting into nine, all that, but quote quote best party, you know, all that. And it had Kuna, Kuna in there, and it'd be like, oh, with frog, frog drop and all that. But I'm like, you guys are crazy though, man. I'm not catching that many frogs. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if she's gonna max out at nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Like, that is a ton of frogs. So many frogs to catch. Like, I just don't care that much about that. But frog catching, 
good pastime. It is. It is kind of fun to do. I, I do like it. I just. I just love. And of course, again, we'll get into nine. I love the banter between the nine, Final Fantasy nine characters. And so you know, I just. I kind of love when you go and I catch frog now. And it's like, yeah, go ahead. You know, and it's like you done. Yeah, I done. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. It's pretty. Queen, it's pretty. Uh, such a funny character throughout the whole game. And then yeah, like. The, the obsession with frogs, seriously. And, and yeah, eating and eating frogs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just, you know, it's like in the game, I love that part. It's like, Dan's just like, yeah, you know, there's plenty of better things in the world than frogs. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, really? Trying to, when they're trying to, trying to pick her up. Absolutely. Yep. Well, and so, uh, this kind of brings us to, I would say, well, what? One of, one of the two major mini games of the game. And that, of course, Definitely. is the the Chocobo Treasure Hunt, in which, oh man, so so much to unpack here. It's it's crazy. I I love Chocobo Treasure Hunt. I love well, it's a love hate re- love hate relationship, as I should say, because while very fun, very good music choice, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, like some sword fight. Yeah. Great stuff, but but as we have down, my God, will quit? You know when it's all caps and you got all the exclamation points. Will will that drive you mad? It's like I'm sitting there, dude. There's been times where literally the first one I've encountered, I will peck all around in a circle and I'll go back and forth. I'll go up and down. I'll go in a circle clockwise. I'll go in a circle. I'm like, where the hell is this damn treasure? It's like, oh my God. I have pecked like 50 yeah. times. Like you have to be really actually precise. I mean, I wonder I wonder what the area is around some of those treasures to where you can get them cuz honestly, I have been there too and I think anybody who's played this game, you know, knows how frustrating it can be where you're like right there and you know it and you've if you literally covered the whole area but you can't yep. get the, the quick, you know, little thing to dig for the treasure. So, can't find it. Yep, it's like I, I have tried, in those frustrating moments, I've tried to really hone in on where I'm pecking. And then I hit it, and I'm like, I swear. I swear I've hit that like 15 times already. In which, I will say, out of the two places, I will say the Chocobo, well, three, I guess. The Chocobo Lagoon, I like Chocobo Lagoon a little bit more. It's kind of a smaller area, you know, it's a little easier to hit the marks, I would say, compared to the forest. And then, then of course, you got the floating islands, which that one's actually pretty easy because it's just it's a small area of where you can actually even even peck. But oh my gosh, so annoying in that. But at the same time, really, really good items that you can get early on. You know, I mean, just oh, yeah. you you can get some really good stuff with the whole the whole chocobo. And uh, we could probably do a whole episode on that too. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll definitely dig into that. But just just off the top of my head, some really great early early game items. If you go and do that right off the bat, you can get cotton robes, uh, Draminus boots is a pretty yeah, easy one. Yeah, um, you can get the book uh, staff I think pretty early, which is also just amazing. So yeah, it's a frustrating it's a frustrating game at times, and I agree with you too. I like the Laguna quite a bit, even though like what you said that you know times cut in half and stuff, but Chocobo Forest, once you get the mountain chocobo, just becomes too many areas. You know? Too many it's areas, like, yep. Got three yeah, spots. You have to search the whole bottom, and then if it's not there, it's like, well, it's one of the two little upper areas. Yep. So, yeah, okay. and, and and also it, it does help if you don't try to just power through it all at once as well. So if you're kind of... If you're kind of just giving it a go every here and here and now and then, you know, as you play through the story, it's a lot better than waiting until the end of the game, you know, and just, like, doing it all at once is, oof. Because I kind of I kind of did that. <laughs> you know, I did, I did about maybe 15, 20%, and then the 80% was all at the rest of the end of the game, and it was like, oh, <laughs> this make it stop. You know, oh, but... But the, uh, one of, one of the last ones... Four nine, and I'd say obviously the other large one that we kind of alluded are the cards, right? So Tetra Master, wow, it's it's kind of hard to talk about Triple Triad and then go to Tetra Master because it's night and day <laughs> yeah. difference, you know. It, and it's just like, what did they do? Like, what were they thinking for it? And you and I have I talked know, about man. this. 
so yeah. much, especially through this last playthrough of this nine, because I actually went and I was like, okay, I was like, I can't remember any of this stuff. I had to look it up. You know, I had to look up the values and what all these different zero, you know, all these numbers and, you know, magic and P, you know, or M or P and stuff. And then, and then I looked at all the, the variable values for each of these. And it's just like, wh why would they do this? Like, I understand that you want things to be a little not set in stone, but you want the complete opposite effect with it. Like the, the variability is just off the charts. Yeah, I, it drives me crazy, man, because every single time I play 9, I'm like, okay, this time I'm really going to, you know, try and collect all the cards and play <laughs> yeah. a lot of Tetra Master and things. But seriously, my experience has been that there is way too much variability with those, with the randomness. I mean, it literally makes no sense. It's like the amount of times that some, some card with like zero physical or one physical will be a card that has two or three defense that shouldn't happen you know i mean yeah. it happens way too often to it, be honest You'll well have a exactly really good card it just doesn't even seem to matter it's like you can just have kind of like run-of-the-mill average cards and you can pretty much take them well that's the thing it's like you roll a dice you know and or it's the other way around where you place a card and you're like you know you know the little blocks on the board they line up with your arrows and you're like this is a solid place you place it down it goes and then you get taken. It's like, oh my god! Like how? Yeah. How did you exactly. get flipped, man? It's like my defense is like three higher than your attack, but the variability was like, oh, I'm gonna give you the lowest roll possible while giving them the highest roll possible yeah, almost it, every single weird. time. No, it's really weird because you'll be looking at the numbers and sometimes it'll go like like 137 on one card and it'll drop to like 20 in about two <laughs> seconds, and then yeah. the other one will be like. 13 will be like 12. Yeah, it'll go down one or two. That is the other thing too, right? Is while, yeah, while you have the values for your attack, they still increase and decrease at just bizarre. Like, you just, it doesn't make any sense. The rates of the decrease, it, I get that it has, I guess it's trying to make it proportional or something. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't know. And then... And then we've talked about too the arrows. It's a it's an interesting thing. You can get pretty creative with it because while you would like to attack at any point or any direction rather with with your one card, sometimes it could be a very negative thing because you know uh, you know for Tetra Master if you're not familiar you know you, anytime you flip a card any arrows it's pointing to flips those as well and so it can kind of you can kind of get creative with it because sometimes you can choose a kind of weaker card and just use that as a decoy you know or or bait rather where you flip things and then if as long as you get the last flip boom you can flip literally the whole entire board you know if it lined up that case yep. so it, it does allow for some interesting things i will say the cards themselves are pretty cool i mean you literally have ships yeah. you know yeah. as as cards you have dark matter you know i mean you got you got some interesting things but overall when you compare Tetra Master versus Triple Triad, it's like, it just, it just, it just does, it can't even compete. It literally can't compete. I mean, kind of going back to the uh, arrows and everything like that, I agree with you where, you know, it adds kind of a different element where you can have some cards that have most of the arrows, and then you have some that are very specialized, like maybe a, a diagonal in one corner or something right. like that. Yeah, man, the variability in it is just so frustrating. One other thing I will give it, though, is that you can't get a lot of cards. Kind of like what you're saying. They're cool cards, and there's a ton of them. I mean, 100 in total. I think. Yeah, yeah, there are, there are there are quite a bit, absolutely. Like we said, overall, it's pretty cool, but, man, it's just oof. And, and we'll definitely get into Tetra Master more. Because there are so many secret things. I mean, I know that in my playthrough, I passed up so many of them. Lots to unpack there as well. But kind of kind of the last thing we have for 9 is the pop quiz. And, and, or, and I guess we can toss in with it too. Just the random kind of uh, positive the, the, monsters. I don't, I don't know. The ones, yeah, the ones that want something. I want huh? or, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, but the pop yeah. quiz itself, though, was really strange you know what i mean like up I, to I that point so yeah. weird such a strange thing to, like you're you know you're 
it goes, and you're like, all right, here we go, battle. And then it plays music, and you're like, what the hell's going on, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then like there's a guy that has a freaking X in a circle, and you're like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Like, you know? He's, he's sitting there doing, like, this little dance. Um, Ragtime Mouse is his name. <laughs> yeah, Ragtime Mouse. It's so, it's super weird. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, for you guys that don't know um, what this is, is basically it's like it plays the same music, plays the friendly, friendly monster uh, battle music. You get into battle, and then like what Mark said, you know, there's a circle for true and an X or false, and then he asks you a question. And a lot of these questions are super obscure. It'll be like the Great Limblum War was in 1619 or something like that. You know, yeah, I yeah. No idea. Anyways, with this minigame, if I think you can encounter him something like 16 total times throughout the game, win a thousand gil per per correct answer. And I believe it's cumulative, so you can get up to 16,000 or something. Anyways, and if you get them all right, you also get a protector. I think that's the best item out of that side quest. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hysterical, though, because it's just, it's totally it's, random. And yeah, you know, pop quiz. Exactly. Do, 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 do. And like you said, the question's totally obscure, a lot of them. And Tough. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, I like it. Really weird, but, but pretty pretty cool. And I think that's our list, man. I mean, um, all there's... Of the, all of the mini games we could think of. There's, I'm, I'm sure there are plenty others that we have missed overall, 7 through 10. Through 13 really i mean we didn't really even talk about 13 because there's really nothing oh, there but but no i think i think we got it uh that was that was all that we have written down at least for seven eight nine for this episode so if you guys have any other mini games or what have you be sure to let us know if, if you feel it it should have made the list here a lot of these we we're also running off memory right so i mean i'm sure we we definitely have missed some things but overall i think pretty comprehensive and uh i, I had a lot of fun with it man i had a lot of fun revisiting some of these things yeah. and <laughs> the good the bad the ugly right and oh, exactly it's like a some of these mini games just uh, makes me feel like at flashbacks or something like yeah that, you know like the jump rope <laughs> mini game yeah. and final fantasy ptsd exactly yeah so a lot of fun but like i said we will be moving on to final fantasy 9 we'll kind of we'll have to do some really good planning here i know we did 12 before this series and we spent about three episodes i'd like to spend a little bit more time into final fantasy 9 and so we'll we'll have to hash out some things but regardless that's what's coming your way following these episodes here and man i'll, I'll tell you i'm really i'm looking forward to it it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of media through screenshots and clips and stuff for Final Fantasy IX that we'll be tossing your way with social media, which, don't forget, we are on social media. We're, we're live, right? We got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We also have our website of a final stop for FinalFantasyTalks.com. Be sure to stop by all of those. We're, we're trying to get into the habit here of, uh, <laughs> of getting yeah. involved. Yeah. It's a, We're it's trying a, to get it going. It's a work in progress, but but we got yeah, exactly. it. And so, always appreciate the support, the listens, and yeah, thank you so much, guys, for stopping by, spending your time with us. And like I said, Final Fantasy IX coming your way really soon here. I'm Mark. I'm Alex. And this is Final Stop for Final Fantasy Talks.